welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we're queer to answer your questions. My name's Cheyenne. I'm Gina. And I'm Sev. Class is now in session. Today we're going to be talking about chosen family. Basically, chosen family is anyone in your life that you are so like fond of, so close with that you've come to see them as more than just a friend and now your family member. Um, yeah. It's a phenomenon that a lot of people take part in, but I would say a lot of queer people take to t- t- tend to take part in it um, just because, you know, a heteronormative society and like religion and shit makes people like get excommunicated from their families because they have no sense mm-hmm. of loyalty over their sense, like their homophobia takes precedence over their own family members. So then, you know, we're left out in the dust and kind of have to find new people that we can rely on for those kinds of connections and resources and bonds. So the first question we got actually was, what's the difference between friends and chosen family? I mean, obviously everybody's going to have friends and they can be really special to you, best friends. But I think when it goes into chosen family, it's further than that. It's like not just the people that you're with all the time. It's the people that you're calling when you're sick or when you need a favor. And it's the ones that you can count on and are going to be there for all your accomplishments and celebrations and holidays and birthdays. So it, it is like a familial sense. Like for example, my, my best friend, even though she's a friend, she's literally like a sister to me. And she's like my emergency contact, my beneficiary. Like it is so deep. Not that you have to have all that, like, you know, extra things to be chosen family, but I just think there's, there's a, there's a a level up from friend to chosen family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I'd say, um, like that. Yeah. The difference is just like, who are you turning to when you're struggling and also when you're celebrating and who are you like, um, yes. spending maybe holidays, birthdays with, and maybe your chosen family, maybe those people are like across the world, but who are you letting, who are you letting see like sides of yourself that like not just any friend would get to see? Cause like for me, oh my God, I am in, or I, I'm not really anymore, but I was in pelvic floor physical therapy. And one time I like was leaving and I was like, I think the lube that this physical therapist just put in my vagina leaked out onto the back of my pants. And like, I look like I pissed myself. Like, do I need to go home? And I was like, who the <laughs> fuck do I call him? Like, I could have called my mom, but I called my best friend and I said, hey, I need you to look at the back of my pants on FaceTime right now. And it's tell me. So, like, <laughs> middle school, middle school. <laughs> like, check yeah, me, check literally, me. Yeah, literally, but it's lube. <laughs> and it's, I meant like, oh my God. Office. So like, yeah, I wouldn't just do that with just like any person in my life. Not that I don't have like other friends, but it's just like those people that you feel like safe to be like your authentic self and don't feel like judged around yeah that's what I and I also yeah and I think like the mentioning the holidays too is something that is important in this because um especially as this is coming out it's gonna be right around Thanksgiving like these are also I define chosen family as like the people you're spending those holidays with especially if you don't have that family to go to like Thanksgiving dinner with or even like Cheyenne and I, our friend group, we're doing um, Halloween dinner together and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's that kind of distinction where you're doing that more personal, familial stuff. Yeah, creating those traditions that you may yeah. not have with your other family. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I feel like not everyone who, like if they're, they have a chosen family, like maybe you're not spending the holidays with them. Maybe yeah. you're working, maybe you don't fuck with all, like there are lots of other reasons, but I think 
that is like a big thing when it's like people are typically spending time with their families if you don't have a typical family to go to this is like another group of safe people that you can turn to to yeah which is like those memories with yeah which is really important even if you don't celebrate the holidays just like the holiday season is kind of always all about family Mm -hmm. and if Mm -hmm. you're not having that connection with your actual family it's important to have someone that you can turn to even to just be like yo this sucks (laughs) you know like and I don't want to get morbid about it but yeah yeah Yeah, and I think a a really important distinction actually one of the um next questions because I, I think we've mentioned a lot about if you don't have a family support system that's you know somebody you're related to but somebody did ask, do you need a bad family life to have a chosen family? And I think obviously you can have a chosen family no matter what and how you identify. And I don't think you have to have a bad family life. For me, I have a good relationship with my family for sure. One of the reasons why chosen family though is so important to me is because my family, like I'm the only gay person there. Mm -hmm. And so when I look around, like I'm not represented back and in my chosen family with my friend group and the people that I am surrounded by, even those who aren't necessarily queer, I still see my values and my like lack of or I should say my like questioning of society Mm -hmm. norms and things like reflected back. It's not to knock my family or my relationship with them, but there's even with a good relationship, I still feel a need to bond with people who are like me. Yeah. I was going to say like, I literally, like I also have a decent um, relationship with my family, but like with my friends, I feel like I can show up more as like my authentic self and I don't have to, you know, like compartmentalize certain things about me or what I speak about or like how I speak. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I can just like be myself whereas with family, sometimes like things are taboo or like they all want to talk about something that I'm not interested. Like maybe it just like, I don't feel my most comfortable or like my most authentic self when I'm with these people and I don't have any malice towards them but also just like this other group of people like really makes me feel seen so I think that yeah and I think I think everybody does have someone they could define as a chosen family like even Mm -hmm. growing up like my family was really I have my parents' friends who I consider uncles, aunts, their kids yeah. are like cousins to me. You know, like we- That's a great whether, point, actually. Yeah, I like, agree. Whether it's, I feel like when we're talking about it, especially in the scope of queerness, sometimes it is more for like- Like survival. Yeah. The community. But yeah. it is also just something super common. I think that um, people- have yeah I think chosen family and like having a community in this way has like always been a thing but it's different Mm -hmm. when you do still have like the family you grew up with around versus yeah you know if you don't have that and that could even be like you have a good relationship with your family but you live across the world you live across the country Mm -hmm. you can't go see them regularly so you have these people nearby that you rely on so I think it has always been a thing and like you don't necessarily have to have a bad life to have it but I feel like now we kind of have terms and we're like seeing it demonstrated like in the media a little bit more. Like I, like there's so many shows where it's like this this band of ragtag, like criminals came together and like gaggle of gays. Chosen families overall though, they do kind of in the queer community, like you said, kind of stem from the fact that there are oftentimes severed ties with family members as a result of gayness and queerness and transness and all these things that should be celebrated and just, you know, 
are misunderstood. Yeah, and even if it's not something that is affecting you personally, like you can have a great relationship with your family, but in your little chosen family of friends, your group, some other people might not. And it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's important for you and for them for different reasons. Um, Yeah. So. Well, another question we got was, how do you cut off blood family members who don't deserve to be in your life? Life? And how do you respond to your family when they ask why they've been cut off or why you are so distant with them? And before we answer this, I want to just say, like, even if you happen to be like an ally or some like, well, hopefully you're an ally if you're listening to this, but if you're not queer and you want to cut someone off from your family because, you know, they're abusive, anything like that, like, it doesn't have to be because of like the queerness. Like, this is mm. ho- hopefully the advice we're able to give you today is kind of like, overarching um for any boundary yeah there are lots of reasons to set those boundaries with your family and I hate the whole well they're your they're your mom they're your dad like they're related they raised you blah 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 like these excuses that our society makes for keeping people who are not healthy for us in our lives like I don't think Mm -hmm. like I when I came out I was like willing if I had to to cut anyone off and like I was lucky enough to not have to have done that but I was at the point where I was like fuck it like I'm gonna live the life I want to live and I don't care who I have to cut cut off I don't care if I'm related to them I don't care if it makes things awkward I don't care if it makes other people uncomfortable it's my life so yeah yeah I just want to preface with that but uh do either of you have any advice for this question I have not cut off blood family members necessarily but I have had to cut off friends for different Mm -hmm. reasons so in just like terms of cutting people off you actually have a couple of different ways you want to go you can go about it depending on what you want you can let them know I'm not going to allow you to be in my life and here's why you can give them that explanation you know you can slowly ghost them distance yourself like you kind of have the option to do it passively or outwardly mm-hmm. um I've I've honestly done both mm-hmm. and um <laughs> it was the right the way I did it was right for those, like the people that I chose to go which direction with, but Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of situational because obviously some people you're going to let them know and it's going to cause a scene, Mm -hmm. but boundaries are so important to set for yourself. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, uh, we have an episode about boundaries coming up pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say like, okay, I set a boundary. How do I enforce it? And like the only way really to set boundaries is if your boundaries aren't being met is to remove yourself from the situation. You can't expect someone else to uphold the boundary that's on you to uphold that boundary and say, if you're going to do X, Y, and Z, or if you're not not going to do X, Y, and Z, I'm out. Like you don't get to have me around anymore. That's really the only way to uphold a boundary because I used to like think the same thing. Like, well, how do you get them to do it? Like, how am I not just like beating a, what is it? A dead nail, a dead beating beating a dead horse a dead horse oh um no animal cruelty but like yeah just like (laughs) how am I not just like saying this over and over and they're not listening to me and like really the only way you can do that is to remove yourself from the situation setting and And enforcing the boundary mm -hmm. yeah like you can you have to like be strict with it unfortunately enforcing the boundary I'm not like I don't think any of us are saying that it's easy. It's it mm, kind of yeah. sucks, especially when it's family and you do love them and you do care for them. But when repeatedly, you know, things are happening that they're not respecting you and they're not mm-hmm. meeting your uh, values, sometimes you do have to cut them off. You can't you expect other people to it, change. <laughs> yeah, you have to go into it knowing that 
it's necessary for you. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of like this, the second half of the question, like, how do you respond to it? I think like like the, you're setting a boundary to protect yourself from being hurt. And Mm -hmm. I, I think it's hard to say to somebody like, the way that you're acting hurts me, but like, that's Mm -hmm. what you, I think have to say is like, I set a boundary. It wasn't being respected that hurts. And so to not hurt, I'm removing myself. And like, Mm -hmm. people can't hold that against you when you really break it down like that, because then we're letting them know you're hurting me and I will not allow someone to treat me like that. And that is an absolutely great message to send. Mm -hmm. And I was actually just reading a book about this, but like, if someone says like, oh, you're overthinking it, or you're being too sensitive, any of these like platitudes that people use to like dismiss you, you can say something like, I'm actually being the right amount of sensitive for me, or like, I'm not overthinking it. Thinking always has worked for me. Like you can like give them these little phrases that they can't really refute against that. Like, how are they going to say, no, you're overthinking. No, I'm thinking the right amount for me, actually. Like maybe it's not, it's too much for you, but it's good. It's worked for me. Like you don't necessarily have to do it in like a confrontational way, but just say, no, thinking has always worked for me. So, and then it just like, how can they argue that? And, um, and if they do, well, yeah, yeah. argue with like the but I'm your whatever we're but we're family then you still go back with like but family shouldn't hurt me like this mm-hmm. yeah so. exactly and like, I isn't also that all I... supposed to be just love I don't yeah know. like nobody yeah. should hurt me like this especially right especially my family exactly. yeah I also want to go back to what you said Gina in the beginning about how you haven't cut off family but you've cut off friends and you've either addressed it with them beforehand or some people you just kind of ghosted and removed yourself from their life I feel they like might be listening right now for all I fucking know I, I mean no the people that I've done that anymore. to might also be listening so you never know I like, talked to them in four years <laughs> I feel like it's a little harder to do that with family especially if it's like parents or siblings or mm-hmm. people who like I feel like it's a little bit easier to just like remove yourself from a friend's life versus like a family member. So there's like a lot of like nuance that goes into that. Um, So I feel like that is really tough. Well, on a similar, but more positive note, um, another question, can someone you're blood related to be in your chosen family, which obviously yes, but, but it's like the people that you choose to show up for, like that's yeah. Your chosen family. Yeah. Like like with my family, Mm -hmm. my cousin who I grew up with, who's basically like a sister to me, her son, it's like a nephew to me. Like we choose each other to be in each other's lives more than she's putting the same amount of effort in exactly, which is I think something important to consider in the whole chosen family dynamic too. And also I'm trying to like bring her around my other chosen family, which is like Mm -hmm. Cheyenne and our friend and Cheyenne's girlfriend, who's a part of it now that I'm always Mm -hmm. just like looping in with that group. So yeah. I think obviously my sister makes the cut and she's actually going to be with me and my other chosen family for Thanksgiving, which is super fun. I have like a chosen family outside of my family also, but like, I also have a chosen family in my family and like, not that I don't love like my family members or care about them or anything, but like the only one I really am close with at this point is my mom. But like, I feel like there are some family members that are (laughs) like, I'm like, I don't, fuck with you like there's like different like layers of like I really don't fuck with mm-hmm. you to like I don't like your politics like yeah we're related but like you're not really my family mm-hmm. but like my mom yeah like she's like my she's my family family and then like the rest are like yeah I guess you're my family yeah so, and moving kind of away is so <laughs> interesting with those like different family members that you're on mm-hmm. different levels with because yeah. being away I really only talk to the ones that like 
I care about. Like I FaceTime my, mm-hmm. my parents every week. I call my grams. I call my aunt. Mm-hmm. I like hear from certain cousins, but yeah. like all of the ones, all of the like aunts and uncles that are like not totally politically aligned. I literally yeah. never see them. Yeah. Not, sometimes not even on holidays. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, all right. It's, it's that so was nice knowing wild. you for the first 25 years yeah. of my life. <laughs> Well, I think we at this point can take a little break and then we can get into the rest of the questions. What do you think? Perfect. Yeah. All right. We are back talking about chosen family. And our next question, is it important for members of your chosen family to be queer? No. I would have to say, but we'll all say no to that because we said it could, yeah. your chosen family can also be your actual family. It doesn't have to yeah. be like chosen. And but yeah, they should be allies. Either. Let's make yes. that yeah. distinction for I sure think, though. Yeah, they definitely need to be people whose values and the reason that they're a part of your chosen family is because their values and their morals and their everything aligns with you more than your actual mm-hmm. family in most mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. And they respect um, you. <laughs> yeah, and they're respecting you and they're uh, like choosing to be a part of your life. And I think in the beginning, one of you guys said, I can't remember which one, that like, these are the people that I can be most myself around and that like, mm-hmm. they accept me for who I am down to my mm-hmm. core. Yeah, obviously exactly. uh, they don't have to be queer, but they need to respect you. Yeah, exactly. Shared values. Yeah, exactly. Um, so another question we got is what traditions can you do with your chosen family besides Friendsgiving? And I think Friendsgiving is probably the most popular one, uh, partially due to the fact that Thanksgiving is like a fucked up concept in general. And also <laughs> yeah. has to do with the fact that sometimes people aren't near their biological family or are ostracized from them for some reason. So they get together and eat a good meal with their chosen family and their yeah. friends at that time. So what are some other traditions? Yeah. Yeah, I think we brought up traditions a little bit earlier, and I think there are so many that you can do. You can have yeah. a stupid one. My dad and his best friends celebrate Festivus every year. Mm-hmm. They always go. They have the Festivus poll. It's a stupid Seinfeld holiday, but they love it. They think it's so much fun. They do um, Super Bowl Sundays together, you know, straight white men. But mm-hmm. also <laughs> just like celebrating yeah. those big holidays, but also birthdays. Yeah, Celebrating things like job promotions or new steps and milestones in life like going and having a nice dinner we're having a like a fall it's like um kind of halloweeny but more like fall equinoxy but that already passed sure. it's like a fall autumn celebration mm-hmm. dinner thing um this year uh when, was already um, in california but we did a valentine's day dinner yeah you could do like because we didn't have yeah. partners yeah to spend that with so we that's spent what i've done galentine's times. and i've yeah. done palentine's mm-hmm. um back when euphoria was on we used to do a euphoria watch party which yeah like, that was, was kind of nice thing, to have yeah. a weekly reason to get together yeah. we tried to do like a yeah. board game night or a game night yeah after that but it's just our schedules haven't aligned as well as it did yeah. like everyone was really committed to euphoria <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Seven, I talked and, a few months ago about doing like a halfway to pride thing. And I think even if we did that with like our close oh. friend group, like that would be like still like a fun thing to do in like December. Um, yeah. Just like you can make options. Like it doesn't have exactly. to be something based on an existing Literally holiday. Trips, I think, yeah. Parties, like any mm, reason yes. to just like do shit together. Your friend anniversary. Mm-hmm. We did all these holidays together. We did Game of Thrones watch parties every week. Like we would just go over and have Sunday dinners. 
and stuff. So just little things like that, like celebrating the people around you and the things that they're doing and the things that you all like together. Obviously, if you're a chosen yeah. family, one, you have things in common that you're going to want to share. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's like football Sunday, I know a ton of people that do football Sunday with their family or their friends, like my dad and his friends do it. I have some friends that like I grew up with that I see them on Snapchat doing football Sunday with their friends every weekend, just getting together for those things that you like, and then getting together for the big things in life. I think that's, those are perfect things that you can turn in traditions and then continue on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make or, your own traditions too. Yeah. Or just like pick something, just like pick a day. Yeah make it a day, you know, mm-hmm. stuff yep. like that. You so know? many options. Yeah. There's so many things you can do to like celebrate and make traditions, but they don't even have to be things that you're doing every year or that you're doing all the time. It's just like, Hey dude, you just got a new job and that's sick. Let's go. I'll get dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love Agreed. that. So our last question is who is the first person you enlisted in your chosen family and who are they to you today? We were talking about family being, you know, blood relation. My cousin is kind of like one of the first people I chose as like chosen family. I am still really close to my parents and my siblings. Those are still like my homies. I still do as much as I can with them. But um, yeah, I'd say my cousin and then through that her kid and her fiance and stuff like I try to spend as much time with them as I can, but like we're all busy. So I also... Don't think I can answer this question without saying my best friend, Bella, because if she listens to this, she will have my head on a platter. She's very protective, not protective. What's the word? Possessive. Yeah, she's a cancer. Um, (laughs) But like, if we're talking non-familial, I think it would Mm -hmm. be her. We met when I was in the ninth grade on like the first day of school. And we have been pretty inseparable ever since. She's who I lived with in California, her and her fiance. Um, But even before that with Isabella, just you know what about you Gina what's your answer for this one oh I probably mentioned her in the beginning but my best friend um Sarah I've known her since I was I think five or like we met the first day of kindergarten and she's literally been my best friend since Uh and I feel like it was very early on in our friendship that I started considering her family and we have another friend that you know the three of us have always been really close that I also consider family And they've, I feel really lucky that they've been like my best friends my whole Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, that's rare. Is take today my literal soulmate. Like we talk every single day, and I just like literally couldn't function without her. And so, yeah, that's like twin flame. Yeah, I would say okay. I have two answers to this kind of. Um, the first person I I would say I enlisted is. Um, my mom was best friends with, is best friends with this woman and her, uh, ex-husband is also best friends with, um, my dad and they have a son who's, who was born like two weeks before me. So we like grew up together. We're both Mm -hmm. biracial. So people always thought we were twins growing up. Like we, I would have sleepovers with him all the time. Like people always think that's weird when I say that, but like, we didn't see each other that way, even though around like middle school, we did say like, okay, if we're not married by 30, we're going to get married. Like, cause we thought 30 years old, I know you do, (laughs) but yeah. So like he was probably my chosen family at one point because I saw I did see him as like a brother and people literally thought yeah. he was my brother um we're not very close anymore but you know I'll always like consider him my friend do you still like all stuff on social up. media and stuff 
he doesn't really post that much honestly like I don't I don't know yeah but uh yeah and then I guess the other person I would say is still my chosen family is my best friend Morgan we've been best friends since we were 11 I did hate her at first I thought she was really annoying and a know-it-all but now I love that she knows it all and yeah so we've been best friends that's cute since then yeah and she has a three-year-old and well she just told me that she doesn't listen to this so (laughs) she can't she can't listen to podcasts and I was like bitch listen to it while you so her that's so Morgan. <laughs> All right. I love the shout outs. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Seb, you want to take us out? Yeah. If you want to, uh, you know, connect with us on social media, we're pretty much on everything at Sapphic Survival Guide, and except for Twitter, where we are at Sapphic Survival. We also have a Patreon where you can get a lot of fun bonus content. You can see our faces and you can join our Discord where we have a little community full of fun queer people. Make sure you rate us, review us, like us, do whatever you do on whichever platform you're on. We love to hear it. We love to hear your feedback. Um, You can do that through DMs on our Sapphic Survival Guide accounts, or you can DM us personally. I am at Lucky Sev with two Y's pretty much anywhere. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libra Gina, including my website, thelibragina.com. And you can listen to Um Hello wherever you listen to podcasts for Jersey Shore recaps. And you can follow me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. Class is now dismissed. Bye. Bye. Bye.